everybody. It is Dave and Jeff. It is January 16th, 2022. What a weekend of football, Dave, right? I mean, uh, you time. and I love baseball. We're baseball yep. guys. I'm sorry, Dave. The, the last two days proves why the NFL will always be number one. The NHL has been really fun. We're king season ticket total. It's not even close. <laughs> the NBA will never be close again, I don't think. And uh, for a bunch of different reasons, baseball is in the middle of a lockout and son of a gun who rolls in college football was pretty good last week. Yeah, but it's regional regional. I mean, ratings were extremely low for the national championship game because unless you live in the South, you probably really aren't paying attention like you are right now to the NFL. But I tell you what, it started yesterday afternoon with the Raider game. And then what we saw last night, I'm trying to think, what was the night game? We saw the Patriots and Bills. Oh, damn. Right. Cold weather. Yep. Oh, my God. It was great. And New England goes down. And then starting off early this morning with Tampa. And then the Cowboys Niners was unbelievable. It was, it was the longest game and also yes. the, the best game of the weekend. Well, that Raider game was yeah. pretty damn good. It was pretty good. But the officiating made you oh, sit there forever awful. in that game to go, awful. what the hell's going on? Awful. And then uh, tonight... Pittsburgh scores first, and we're thinking maybe we're going to have a story, and then Kansas City just crushed them. 35 unanswered points. But I I tell you what, man, and tomorrow night, uh, it it keeps rolling. It's got Rams in Arizona tomorrow. I'm super excited for you. I'm going to cut you off right there because before you you walked in here, I was talking to your son, and you guys are going tomorrow night. I know you're you're excited about it, but there are times in life where you get really excited for someone else who's about to do something. I can't tell you how happy I am you guys are going to this game. Uh, I am too. Um, I'm thrilled about it because what happened earlier in the year, I I think we've mentioned this, is my buddy Rob Henney, who's a racetrack guy, is a ramp season ticket holder. And every year, me, Rob, uh, Jeff King of Family Feud, Fame. Family, family and was a host. Yeah. his brother, Scott King, law enforcement in the Inland Empire, the four of us go to a game. Rob takes us every year. And it's an absolute blast. And we did it for two years at the Coliseum. We didn't get to do it last year. And we got to go this year at SoFi. But Scott has two young kids that are not old enough to be vaccinated. Uh, he went through a really tough situation fighting it and just made the decision to step aside this year. And so the night before the game, Rob called and said, hey, I've got an extra ticket. Would you like to take one of your sons? Now, my, my kids were pretty young when the Chargers moved. They weren't really into it. But over the last couple of years, uh, my son Jack's gotten into watching the Titans. Yeah. And Kate started watching the Rams. And when that happened, and I had to kind of try to figure out a way to make a decision, Cade was great and stepped aside and said, hey, why don't you take Jack? Jack's a diehard football fan. Even though I love the Rams, Jack knows every guy on every team, and he would probably dig it. And it was very, very cool. And so uh, I've got – I'm out of work on Thursday and Friday this week taking care of something else, a family matter that i got to take care of. And then a week from Wednesday, I fly to Denver. I'm in Denver for five days. So I'm looking at my vacation time, and it's a little narrow, but um, I went online – to look for tickets and tickets were like 65 bucks. And so I said to the guys at work, uh, cause I'm, I'm already out Thursday and Friday. I go, uh, you know, my son's a Rams fan and I can get tickets and then I go. Yeah. And I went to my supervisor. I'm like, 
you're a dad, two kids. He's like, go, what are you doing? Get out of here. So I jumped on, I bought two tickets. Uh, you know, we got parking, the whole thing. But the other thing, Dave, is, so I called Jack. This was, this is a typical dad moment with my yeah. two kids. I'll explain it with the one sitting right next to me. The first thing I do is call their mom. And I'm forgetting it's Martin Luther King Jr. Day tomorrow. Yeah. And she had had plans to take them both to the zoo. Uh, they're with me every weekend. So there's not much time for her where it's the three of them have a day off and I'm at work. And she was great because I said, look, Kate doesn't know anything. She goes, absolutely not. If you can get tickets, I would know. I want you to take them to the game. Kate and I will find something. So anybody who's a parent who's gone through a divorce understands how great that is, right? She easily could have said, hey, it's my day and sorry, man, do something else. And she was great. So I called Jack because I wanted to let him know he wasn't going. Yeah. And I call him and I said, hey, is your brother right there? No, he's in a different class. I said, okay, don't say anything to him, but I'm taking him to the Rams game on Monday night. And he goes, hey, that's cool. He goes, hey, dad, I'll kick in for his ticket. Cool. He was cool enough to step aside when, uh, when the Cardinals were here. Hey, you're going to the playoff game Monday night. <laughs> I go, what the hell is that? What? I go, I literally just said two minutes ago, don't say anything to him. Yeah. Oh. I go, uh, oh. I go, is your brother right there? Yeah, he's right here. Let me talk to him. So he puts Kate on the phone. I go, hey, well, uh, as you heard, uh, you're going to the playoff game Monday night. Oh, that's cool. I go, well, I thought you'd be a little bit more fired up than that. Dad, we've seen about 15 Kings games this year. <laughs> I go, for Christ's sake. We don't even know if the Kings are in the playoffs. We've got three months until then. <laughs> you're going to the Rams game. What? <laughs> I go, ah, oh. so they're dying laughing. I hear Jack laughing. I hear Cade laughing. Oh, that's awesome. I'm like, I got to go. So I text you. I tell the guys on my team, they're dying laughing. But yeah, it, it's great. And we're super excited. And then the news that uh, that Eric Weddle had signed. Yes. And, and Weddle, for people that know this show, he is a very close friend. And I'm excited for him because the only guy who doesn't like Weddle is the guy who doesn't like anything good. And that's that dumb fuck Pete. Pete <laughs> anything Pete touches turns right to a big steaming pile of donkey shit. So the idea that he went like one of the nicest guys to ever come through this town tells me Weddle will probably get a game ball tomorrow night. <laughs> but uh but yeah so i i took the day and Cade's off from school he's here with me tonight yeah and uh and we're super excited because he's been to sofi we did the tour he's yeah. been there for the stones he went to a charger chiefs game a couple years ago with you me and sean yeah. and jack and we had a great time then but uh but he's in he's been jacked up about the rams and so we're, we're going up tomorrow dave and we'll be there and you know i'm not what I was saying is tomorrow night, man, I'm all in on the Rams. So yeah, we're going to be like be. those Cowboy fans that were yeah. showing today. You got to be here. So I got a couple questions for you. Okay. One is, there's a, there's a jealousy part of, for, for me. I mean, here I am. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there looking at your son right now and I'm going, mm -hmm. 
I was telling him, I go, I was raised a Rams fan. My dad, everything was Rams. That's all I knew. That's the way I was introduced to it. The movie Heaven Can Wait came clap. out. It was, yep. the, it was the Rams. It was like, all I knew was Rams football. I had the yep. Rams lamp. I had the Rams pajamas. I had all that bullshit. Yep. And then I'm going, I've never been to a Rams game. And, you know, oh, the, yeah. my dad never took me to a Rams game. And I moved back to, to Los Angeles in 1986. Mm-hmm. But my parents stayed back in Tennessee. I had, I had a family friend. Took me to two Rams games in Anaheim. That's all. only time I've ever seen oh, the Rams. Wow. Okay. And then a couple years ago, I was telling you, Josh got me tickets to see the Rams and Ravens. Yeah. What was the worst right. goddamn game of all time for a Rams fan? <laughs> Fucking every drive, the Ravens scored on every drive. Jesus. It was worse than the Bills-Patriots game yeah. yesterday. And I'm like, oh, this kind of sucked. But still, at the same time, I've never been to a Rams game at SoFi. I've never been to a Rams playoff game. Yeah. And for him to get a chance to experience, how cool is this? Oh, we're we're really excited. Yeah, we're really excited. And, and, and the team is loaded with stars. Yeah, and it's been a really cool weekend because for two things. Number one, I said it. The, you guys know I am a very big believer as a dad, Jack, uh, Dave, in in making memories. Yeah, and I, I've tried to do that with Jack and Kate, and and thank God I, I love them because I've said this before here that sometimes when I've gone to Helix to pick them up, I see other kids walking to and from the school. And you can just tell that kid probably has a thousand really cool interests. And he's, I'm sure a great kid. That kid has zero interest in going to a Kings game. I can just tell nothing wrong with that is zero interest in going to a Rams playoff game. You could just tell, right? Yeah. And, and I'm always very careful in what I say because I, I don't mean any disrespect to anybody. All I know is that I have two sons that are very much, like from a sports perspective, they're they're open to go to anything, Yeah. right? And I, Kate and I were saying today, early on for the Kings, when we went to that first preseason, you don't really know anybody on this team. They don't have Connor McDavid or Leon Dreisaitl. You got a few guys. But now we've gone to like 12 games and we watched them last night on TV and and the Kings are in second place. And if the season yeah. ended tonight, we're going to a playoff game. How great is that? And we're pretty ex- and we're playing NHL 22 every night yeah. we're the Kings. So that's been really fun. But there's as much fun as we've had with that. It's the NFL and it's it's going and being a whole part of that experience and and so, yeah, hopefully this is something that, you know, whether it's 10 years or 20 years or 30 years down the line, uh, he looks at and he goes, I mean, we're going up there with the idea that they're going to kick the shit out of the Cardinals. Yes. The guys who cheer for the Cardinals are guys like Steve Verissimo. <laughs> and uh, I love him, but I don't, I don't feel like he's a big threat. So uh, we're going to go up and, and we expect to watch that team win. And... And I think it'll be something that he and I can look back on for a long, long time and be stoked about it. Couldn't agree more. I think that's exactly what's going to happen. You guys are going to have a great memory out of this. It's it's really, really cool. The fact that it's Monday Night Football. I cannot remember in my lifetime where a playoff game was it's on Monday happened. Night Football. So the fact is you guys are part of the first one. Yeah. Pretty cool. I mean, well, you, could, you should remember this. Well, and we've joked about this too. So the one thing that my sons will do and their mom will do is especially in a couple of weeks when the Super Bowl comes up, hey, Dad, tell us again how you've gone to three of them. How cool. But for me, I stopped it at three. I could have gone to more. But the third one I went to was Tampa, Giants-Ravens, 
And my brother went down there with me. Yes. This was before 9-11 and anything else. And I was able to get my brother into the media room as a quote-unquote producer, which is pretty funny that the NFL was so lax. I mean, I guess they just had so many credentials they didn't care. And Dave, if you remember back at that time, they weren't doing thumbprint. They weren't doing no. eye scan. They're doing all that stuff now. If anybody's yeah. going to SoFi, I would think it would ramp up even more from a media standpoint. But at this point, we literally just checked in, showed a driver's license, and I was given a game pass with field access, and my brother was given uh, access to the media room to go to all the press conferences and do everything else. Well, when you go to the Super Bowl, they just sit you alphabetical. You don't necessarily sit with your group. I'm sure the ESPN and the big people do, but when you're just local radio, they just sit you A, B, C, and D. Yeah. And the guy I was sitting next to, I'd happened to sit next to the year before in Atlanta. We were talking about a bunch of different things. He was an older gentleman. He was cool, and it was fun to reconnect with him in Tampa. And at halftime, right before halftime, he gets up and he says, hey, I got to go. I got to catch my flight. I got to fly out tonight. And I said to him, can I bug you for your pass? My brother's down in the media room. He's never had the opportunity to watch the game. Can I bug you for that so I can go get him and he can hang out with me for the second half? This gentleman explained, he said, hey, I would, but I always give him to my grandson. I said, look, here's my business card. It's yeah. not about keeping it. I'll FedEx it to you tomorrow. I said, I just want to get my brother up. I hope you can understand. He goes, absolutely. He gives it to me. Run down to the media room. Guess who my brother's sitting there with? Solving the world's problems. You'll love this. Pat O'Brien. No way. <laughs> Two of the dumbest guys you could ever meet, right? Him and Pat O'Brien just hanging out. Knowing my brother, he's probably eating Jello, right? <laughs> Drinking Fanta, and I'm like, "Hey, let's go, Willie. Have you met Pat? I don't need to meet Pat. Let's go." That's what your brother would say, <laughs> right? All right, Pat, I'll see you. What are we doing? I go. I got you in. So we go running up Raymond James Stadium. Every time I see a game like today at Raymond James Stadium, I flash back. We go up. Halftime was uh, Aerosmith, yeah. Britney Spears, Sync, probably O-Town. <laughs> and, uh, and we watched the second half. Yeah. And then we were down on the field, and he and I have pictures down on the field. It's me and him with the Raven mascot, Jay Moore's on the field, but we had pictures of Ray Lewis getting the MVP trophy. I'd been in Atlanta the year before and for all How that crazy shit. Is that? But to me, Dave, I said I'll never go in for another one because that's as far as I'm that was the most fun I could ever have at a Super Bowl. My brother doesn't work in media. And he and I were on the field together after that game, both as Raider fans, Viking fans, yeah. laughing that of course those two shitty teams <laughs> weren't there. And, uh, and it was great. And it's it's kind of like tomorrow. He and I won't be on the field, but uh, I texted Weddle. I said, hey, don't break your hip oh, running Jesus. out of the tunnel, you old fossil. And uh, and Kate and I will be there. And, and um, yeah, I know he's excited, and I'm excited. And his mom and brother were great to make it happen, too. So here's the deal with uh, Eric Weddle. As everybody knows, when uh, Weddle played for the Chargers and other teams, he was number 32. Mm-hmm. Okay, he is wearing number 20. So mm -hmm. when you're looking for him, he's wearing number 20. Jalen Ramsey's old number, switched yeah. to number five. And uh, at the same time, he's supposed to play in this game about 15 snaps, which yeah. is a shitload for a guy <laughs> who hasn't played in two years. Hasn't done anything. 
That is insane to go. This guy retired two years ago. How great would it be to see this guy get a ring? What if he just runs out and he's like 280? You're like, what the hell have you been doing, Riddle? Well, 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 try one. Sounds like John Butler out there. I'm like, get out of here, fatty. He just you know, throws up on the field. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, Dave, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah, I'm I, so I, excited for him. Me too. When this was announced, I couldn't believe it. This, this is such a, so crazy. I mean, I literally scheduled already Monday just that I have nothing in, interfere yeah. with what's going to go on. Nothing. Yeah. And like normally I have, I have baseball practice that runs past five o'clock because I already told everyone, dude, we're yeah. doing that. I got right. something to do. We're, you know, I will be in front of that TV an hour beforehand. Make sure I don't miss a damn thing. Uh, I, I don't know that we had relationships with Padre players. I'm trying to think Padre players. You know, we had great relationships with Tony and Tony and, and Trevor. We're great. Right. Andy Ashby was great. Yeah. Those kind of guys. Um. I, I, you know, Boach and Towers, but I'm talking from a player's standpoint. I remember KFMB, uh, in the early days of KFMB, it was really, really great because the guy who we connected with uh, and was fantastic was Rodney. Yeah. Rodney Harrison was great. And that was, like, he had a way of looking right through you, but he bought into us for some unknown reason, and that made me very, very happy. And even though I was never a Charger fan, man, I was a Rodney Jr. Rivers fan. Yeah. But the guy I probably had the best relationship with was Weddle. Yeah. And so we knew he listened driving in. So I would intentionally on Mondays just find ways to, I didn't want to make it too obvious. Yeah. But you'd be like, ah. Uh, there's a chance you're in the third. Why don't makes that catch? Maybe the game's a little different. <laughs> and my phone, what the hell is that supposed to mean? That's not even my guy, right? You know, you whatever. You to us all the time. I was, yeah, it was broken coverage. Yeah, that wasn't the play call. What the hell's going on? I always be like, oh, it sounds like excuses to me. <laughs> sounds like excuses to me, 32. Uh, but he was great and would always, no matter what we needed, win or lose, Win or lose, he would come on. Yeah. And, uh, oh, he's red light. Bullshit. Shut up. You don't know anything. You're big mouth. Go rake fucking leaves. You don't know anything. But for me, while I'm always indebted to him, and I will always be a Weddle fan, is for what happened when my pal Cheech passed away. And when my friend Cheech passed away after stomach cancer, I was in Temecula, and there's about... 15 of us at this dinner and we're at this dinner and there were a bunch of people from New York where Cheech had lived yeah. that were getting ready to fly home. And they were mostly adults and grandparents and friends and everything else. And I happened to look over at the end of the table and Cheech's son, who was, I think about 15 at that point, uh, Dakota was just sitting there kind of quiet and Dakota lived right outside of New York city. And he loved the Yankees because his dad loved the Yankees but he also loved the Padres and to this day loves the Padres and he loves the Chargers Yeah, because that's his football team. He's never been a Giants fan, never been a Jets fan. His team is the Chargers because that was his dad's favorite team. Yeah. So I'm sitting there at the end. I'm sitting at this table. I'll look over to my buddy and yeah, Dakota's probably a little older than Cade. And he's just kind of picking at his food, not saying much, because he, Dave, like you with Jake and Josh and me with Kate and Jack, they were insanely close. 
And I, I can't even imagine what that feeling's like as a young kid. And so as I'm sitting there at the table, I texted Weddle. And I said, hey, man, I'm sorry to bug you. It's the off season. I don't even know what you're doing. But I said, my best friend just passed away from stomach cancer. And I said, I'm sitting here at this lunch, and I'm trying to find the words for his 15-year-old son, and I got nothing to tell him that's going to help. But I'll tell you this, the kid loves the Chargers. Is there any chance you have a minute? And David was in two minutes later. My phone texts back, absolutely, what's his name? I said, his name's Dakota. He's the coolest dude, and he loves the Chargers. I go, Eric, I'm not joking. I'm not blowing this out of proportion. His dad loved the Chargers. He loves the Chargers. Again, I'm texting under the table. Uh, phone buzzes. Is he available now? I go, 100%. So we're there. And again, it's a big group of people. And my phone rings. I go, oh, okay, yeah, sure, hang on. And I go, hey, Dakota, phone's for you, man. He goes, what? You know, like when you're deep in thought at yeah. a table, right? What? Uh, hey, man, phone's for you. And now all the people at the table that have been talking and nobody knows what's going on all stop. Because they're like, well, who's calling for Dakota? I don't know. So he takes the phone and he goes, he was kind of across uh, from me, Dave, and over like four. He was not a middle for uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> Crossing over about four. He gets up, he comes back behind me. I give him my phone and he takes it and he said, hello? Yeah, this is Dakota. No way. No way. And he walks over. And... I said to a friend of mine, keep an eye on your phone. Keep an eye on your phone. And for example, I'll go, what time is it? 121. I'll go, okay, tell me what time it is when he gives the phone back. And he over there talking, and he came back. And I look at my buddy. He goes, 129. So for eight minutes, wow. he talked to him. To this day, I've never asked Eric what was said. <clears throat> I don't know what. I've never asked Dakota what was said. All I know is that on that day when I needed him to do something for a kid that none of us had the words for, it never brought his dad back. Yeah. But as he gets ready to get onto a six-hour cross-country flight, knowing that his dad's gone, maybe it gave him something to think about Yeah. outside of the void. And that was something that I couldn't do all of his uncles that he called out of us couldn't do. His mom was there. His grandparents were there. His aunt was there. Everybody else. But that's what Eric Weddle did. So you can say he's shit. You don't know fucking shit. And I mean that sincerely. You don't know shit. Because guys that do that are different. And they're special. And they should be celebrated. And he will be celebrated tomorrow night uh, by me and Kate. And I think he'll get a huge applause for the Rams. Yeah. But he'll always be for me by far the number one guy with all love and respect to Tony and Trevor because of what he did. Tony's right there with it because Tony did a bunch of shit too. Yeah, Tony all time from pods uh, and Eric. Yeah. Because guys like that, they're just different. And he's incredibly special and uh, I'm very, very thankful to be his friend. You know, shortly after uh, Jake died, the Ravens played the Chargers. Right. And um, so I go down in the locker room and of course, Eric's a big story. Is on the Ravens. And right. there he is in Southern California 
playing the Chargers, you know, up in Carson, but there's tons of San Diego media there to talk yeah. to Weddle. And it is packed. And if you've been in, in that locker room, which is a joke, it's on an NFL locker room, it's just no room to move. He's just, everyone swarmed around him. And man, he spots me before he yeah. even starts talking. And it was like, he just broke broke through and, and fought everybody through and grabbed right. me and just held on to me and gave me the biggest hug yeah. because he knew Jake passed. He's a dad. And yeah. And he and called he's a friend. And, yeah. And he called me, you know, like the next day after Jake passed because he let Different. him know Jake passed. Yeah. He's, he's, he's one of the best. He's just such a good guy. And remember, Dave, and I almost forgot it for our charity event. Yeah. Which was in August and they're in training camp. I said to him, hey, man, we've been friends for a long time. Uh, we're raising money for charity. It's our 20th anniversary. And he goes, all right. He goes, uh, yeah, let me get a note to the PR guy. He goes, I got you covered. So I said, great. Well, it gets to be about July 28th. And I'm like, hey, man, I'm sorry to do this to you, but the event's coming up on the 1st. He goes, what what they send you? I go, I haven't got anything. He goes, dude, I'll take care of it myself. And I don't know who has it. Somebody out there has it. He sent us a game, game jersey. jersey. The game jersey. And I've like got Taylor made just for him. Right. I've got pictures of Cade wearing it, Jack yep. wearing it. Their mom, who is small, could barely get it on. Yeah. Because they custom cut those things so small. But yeah. somebody got that and he signed it and he FedExed it to me directly. And uh so that we had that. That was really cool. And and so again, like I said, if you're not, I don't know where you're at. But, dude, guys like that, they're just, uh, they're different, they're special, and they, they deserve to be celebrated. Yeah. You know, it's funny. When you're talking about that phone call and how great the phone call was for Dakota, I ever tell you my Fred Dreyer phone call, how bad it went when someone pulled that move for me? It didn't go well. <laughs> what happened? It didn't go well. This Fred is... was a little weird at KFMB. We used to put him on with Hank. He was always angry. Oh, my God, I dude. loved uh, Hunter. Oh, my God. <laughs> dude, this is, no joke, this is like... 1991 and uh oh, and, and, and i get engaged to to rita okay yeah. and uh and i'm i'm 19 20 years old and i'm working for her brother okay right. who had a business right. and we just started a conversation i don't even know what the hell i didn't oh realize my God. rita's brother knew a ton of people he, he played for the denver broncos for a little bit he knew mike dicka he knew all these guys that i didn't know he knew he knew junior say knew i knew yeah. everybody and I didn't realize that that he had these connections. And one day we're just having a conversation and Fred Dreyer's name comes up. Yeah. And I said, you know, well, Fred Dreyer's gay, I tell him. The and stupid he, as I, okay, I cannot well, I, believe. Well, well, hold on. I'll t it's not like I just made this up. Okay. I, like I, he I, I heard it somewhere. Sure. So I went, he goes, what are you talking about? Now he's getting mad because him and Fred are about the same age. Fred's awesome. And I didn't realize him and Fred were, were, were such good friends. So and we're just talking. I go, I go, my aunt sold real estate in Beverly Hills. She says, everybody knows it's not a big deal. And I said, okay. And we weren't like trashing Fred, just so you know, I wasn't a homophobe. Okay. I but I, I repeat the information that Fred's gay. And he goes, hold on a second. Boom. He calls Fred Dreyer. And he goes, hey, my future brother-in-law just told me this bit of news. You want to straighten him out? <laughs> dude, I'm, I'm shitting. He gives me the phone and Fred Dreyer loses his shit on me, dude. He right. goes crazy. He goes, look, you motherfucker, it's shit like this. It ends up in the tabloids, you little piece of shit. <laughs> yes. Where are you at right now? Where are you I at? I will make a trip to catch you right now. And I'm like. Beat you senseless. The whole time I'm thinking what you just said a second ago. Holy shit, Hunter's going to kick the shit out of me. Yeah. Because for the people who don't know, Hunter was a very popular TV show on Great NBC. Show. I started following Stephanie Kramer last week on Instagram. <laughs> just because I love that show so much. 
It's true. <laughs> he wanted to kill me. He was so Good. mad. And he was a, an enormous star. He was a big star. A lot of people didn't even know he played football. He was just a San big Diego actor. State. Yeah. I, I know. A lot of people listen. Pete Point Loma's like, I knew. I understand. A lot of people he's don't know. Tommy Pete. knows, but he's a good player. He's not Tommy knows. He's a good player. That's right. Anyway, that was my one time. Someone gave yeah. the phone to a celebrity, and it didn't go like Dakota had it. it was the greatest news of, of all time. I like needed three days off after that. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to where I was at that moment. Yeah. So he could beat the shit out of me. Uh, you mentioned this. We brought Can you this- imagine if Eric said that? Dakota, where are you at right now? Come on. Uh well the great thing is, and this is the cool thing, and, and I don't know whether it was that day or what it is, but what's really, really fun, just as a final bit on that, yeah, is I probably have four to five conversations with Dakota a year. Cool. And none of my other buddies do. They're all jealous of it because he'll call if he gets a new job, he'll call when there's a new girlfriend. He'll call on my birthday. He'll call at those different times. We'll talk on his dad's birthday, August 19th. And uh, we'll talk on May 1st, the anniversary of his dad's passing. And it's great. And uh, it's funny because his dad was a really mellow guy. And now Dakota's got really long hair. And his dad went through a long hair phase. And I think. You know, he just, he's living his best life, awesome. man. And But he's an amazing kid, and I'm thrilled cool. uh, that, that he and I have the friendship that we do. But, yeah, it's really, really good. All right, I, I swear, until you just said this, I would have walked out of here and missed it. So the other day was yeah. Dave and Rita's 30th anniversary. Yeah. And we talked about this a couple of months back. Dave's initial plan. And I have to say, Dave, I was wrong because I initially tried to talk you out of it. Yeah. And then somebody, a listener called in and said, don't listen to Jeff. And kudos to that listener because they were right. You had a plan for what you wanted to do for your 30th anniversary. And at the start, I said, no, don't do that. And and again, I can't remember the listener or I would give credit to them. Yeah. But they were like, don't listen to Jeff. He's wrong. And I was. 100% I was wrong on that. So my apologies. But the other night was your 30th anniversary. And you went through with the plan to tell people how it went. All right. So First off, happy anniversary uh, to th you and Rita. Thanks. Um, that, that, that's funny. It will come up in, uh, in, in, in the five questions, something that I'll bring up that, that she threw at me today. Um, so we, uh, again, we've been married 30 years. I mean, crazy. Mm -hmm. Got engaged my freshman year of college. We met yeah. in, uh, we started going hanging out with each other in March. And six weeks later, she had a ring on her finger. Crazy. Like that, right? that fast. I went down and to. 30 years later. Went to like, Zales and bought a ring on a 23% interest rate. Uh, God, like, right? like an idiot. Okay. I mean, it's crazy. How many times over? You think about it. I paid for that ring. Yeah. And so. um we, we we go through and we go there was one of those i always tell people i go if it's the right one you'll know it's the right one yeah and so we um we had no money obviously we're freshmen in, in college and so she lived upstairs in an apartment building by san diego state i lived downstairs and all the time we'd call each other and go hey what are you doing you know mm -hmm. studying wide awake starving you want to yeah. go over to denny's there's a denny's right next to dz akins you know, yeah, right yeah, by our right, place. Exactly. Right by 7th Lake Murray over there. Yep, right there. You know, DZ Aikens, Marie Callender's right there. It's still there. Yeah. And so we'd always go over there. And for $1, you could get a Denny's house salad 
with ranch dressing. That was it. We didn't even buy soda. We just had water and a $1 salad each. Yeah. And we hoped they'd put crackers on the table just to fill us up. Like we had nothing, Amazing, man. Right? And we did this probably two, three times a week for a couple of years. And mm-hmm. so two years later, we, we got married after the two year engagement and the whole deal. And sure enough, you know, we're still married. So the, the plan was, uh, you know, I was going to handle what we were going to do for our anniversary, which she always says, I, you know, let her do everything. Mm-hmm. And so I said, okay, I'll, I'll handle everything. And then I tell her, you got to get all dressed up. You got to be home from work at a certain time. Um, you got to get dressed up. She's dressed up like she's almost going to a, a wedding. You know, she's Academy Awards. Academy Awards. And we get in the car and we start driving from East Lake through, you know, the, the 54, 125, you know, and she's yeah. like, I have no idea where we're going. And we wrap around going eight West. Mm-hmm. And she's like, where are we going? I have no idea. I go, you'll know when you get there. And we pull off on that exit. Mm-hmm. Still not exactly sure what's happening. And then she sees the big Denny sign. She looks at me. She goes, are we going to Denny's? And I thought at this moment, she's going to lose her shit. She'd get mad. Like we're going to fucking Denny's on our anniversary. But she she, she had- couldn't put the two to two together. That, that's where we used to go. Oh, okay. Gotcha. She didn't, she didn't know. But at the same time, the fact that she didn't get mad showed that she's the right one, you know, well, would, and yeah. because you're thinking well, third is a big deal that, hey, you, you, maybe you'll take me somewhere nice. Yeah. And so we pull it in the Denny's parking lot, doesn't get mad, sits down at the table. She starts looking through the menu like she's going to order dinner through this whole Denny's menu. What am I getting? Oh, wow. And the waiter comes over, like four people in the restaurant. And this guy, Simon, said it on his tag. I go, look, Simon, I'll make this real easy. I'm order for both of us. Mm-hmm. She's going to have a house salad, ranch dress, and I'm going to have the same thing. I go, 32 years ago, we were right here on a regular basis. Today is our 30th anniversary. And she's having a house salad. I'm having a house salad. We're going to eat the salad. We're going to get the hell out of here. Yeah. And we're going somewhere else to let her know. Don't order anything else. And she goes, where else we're going? I go, you don't need to know where we're going. Yeah. But keep this it, is where it started. This is where it started. Yeah. It's great, and, dude. And she, she loved it. But I told Josh the story. Well, Josh listens to the show. So Josh is like, oh, mom's going to cry. I go, do you even know your mom? She's not going to cry at all. She's going to think. I see where he's coming that, from, though. Yeah, that that that, that I remembered. To, right? And think about L- where you. A credit. Right. To well, think about where you were from then to where you are today yeah. in a thousand different ways. I know where he's coming from. Yeah. And it, yeah. She didn't cry, but she also didn't get mad, which was <laughs> even a bigger But did she think me. it was cool? Yeah, she did. She did. And I said to her, look, if, if the night ended right now at Denny's and we went straight home, would you go to work tomorrow and said, this fucking guy? <laughs> and she yes. goes, no, I wouldn't have done that. She yes, said she, would have. She, she said, I would have thought it was romantic and I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. And we went from Denny's and then we shot down to Fleming's by Petco Park. And yeah. we had a normal two hour steak dinner. You nice. know what I mean? What do you do when they're we- like, hey, what would you like for your salad? <laughs> <laughs> like I just had a salad. <laughs> it was Bring more bread. It was, and, and if you know, you know, Reed and I, Jeff knows us obviously extremely well. We aren't those people that go out for crazy dinners. No. We, we don't. My wife, number one, is not the spender. I'm the spender in the relationship. She doesn't even like when you send her flowers because flowers are going to die. She, you know, it's a waste yeah. of money. She doesn't like spending a ton of money on, on great food because she figures you're going to be hungry tomorrow anyway. Yeah. So she's not a big, she doesn't like wasting money. She had no problem going to Fleming's, had a great yeah, time. You have to. And we um, we did we had a, we had a great time. It was overall it was it was nice and to just sit there and, and go through everything you know the ups and downs of of everything. Unfortunately for us, we do have a major down, you know, yeah. and it's it's hard to overlook that. And think of everything else. There is no other downs, you know. And I think in thirty years, when people go, the good stuff, the bad stuff. Um, obviously, our circumstances are very unusual, but there are, we have had no major downs. No. We, we haven't had the big fights, and we haven't we've we've we beat the odds. 
Most people yeah. don't beat the odds. Right. And things have changed from the time when, you know, my parents were married. People didn't get divorced. Now divorce is very, very common. You think? It, <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> but it, if you if you flipped a coin, it's not yeah. even a coin flip anymore. It's in the 60% range. Well, and, and so that that's it. It's, uh, you know, I was joke around. You know, people aren't meant to be married this long. You know, when they come yeah. up with these laws about marriage, the average guy was dropping dead at 33. You know, now yeah. here we are. People aren't meant to be together. That's why when conjoined twins are born, the first thing they do is figure out how to separate them. Well, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> it's funny, right? And it's funny because, A, it was great. And I look at the relationship with Jack and Cade's mom. Yeah. And so Thursday night, I was set to go to the house to watch, we were going to watch the tender bar. John yeah. Conniff sent me a message. And uh, <laughs> Jack sends me a text. Well, big shock, mom's mad about something. <laughs> so I start laughing. Well, I get, yeah, I get his version of the story, which eventually I got the real version. And his version, shockingly, wasn't quite accurate. Okay. He played a little bit more of a role in it yeah. than he had He's a mentioned. Dad's kid. Yeah. Yeah. So I said to him, I go, it's funny what you just said about Rita, because I said, all right, I'm supposed to be there at 630. Um, let me jump off on 70th, because right in front of 7-Eleven, they've got a really cool little flower stand. Yeah. And I said, uh, flowers, you know, for your mom. It'll be cool. So anybody who gets off at a flower stand, you understand uh, value is not really, I mean, God damn, you talk about the markup, right? It's unbelievable. Yeah. So I go in, I grab uh, two things of flowers, and I go, uh, girl's like, you need anything else? And I'm like, well, I got a call from my son, and mom's having a rough night. So uh, I think these will do it. So she starts cutting them all. And I look behind me, and there's this goddamn huge pink unicorn, okay? <laughs> pink unicorn. And I go, how much is this goddamn thing? <laughs> and she goes, uh, she goes, it's 40 bucks. I go, 40 bucks? Jesus Christ. She goes, hang on, check this out. So she comes over, and she pushes the paw. And the unicorn starts singing that song, I Can Dream About You, from Streets of Fire, and starts blinking red. So I said to the girl, I go, that's about the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And she goes, I know, right? I go, you're goddamn right. I'll take it. <laughs> so now I'm at like Love 70 it. bucks. Yeah. And then, just like anywhere else you goddamn go these days, uh, you put that credit card in, hey, how about a nice 15% tip? Well, she's cutting things and bringing in yeah. more shit, wrapping it, ribbon, and, and this goddamn unicorn. Yeah, fuck it. That's another eight bucks right now, right? So it's up to like 80 bucks. I go, goddamn, I came here to spend 22 bucks. Fuck it. Mom's having a bad day. So we go over. I go over, and I walk in, and, you know, she's Persian, man. She's already wound a little tight. <laughs> and I go, uh, how's it going? Well, I haven't had the best day. Oh, hey. So I heard. So I go, all right, well, I'll be right back. So I go out to the car and grab the flowers. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing with this unicorn? It's goddamn thing, right? So I walk in 
And I go, hey, we heard you're having a bad night. Well, I'm trying to make dinner. And I go, okay, well, where can I put these? Where, wherever. And I go, all right, listen. I don't know what the fuck happened tonight. I didn't have jack shit to do with it. And I'm not going to listen to this shit. So I put it down. I go, Jack, call me when you're done. I'm getting the fuck out of here. So these two are looking around like, oh, boy. I'm like, what the fuck? I didn't do shit. I'm on 80 bucks. This goddamn unicorn. <laughs> so I run, go to grab a drink. And, man, I'm pretty heated. Because I'm like, she says shit. I'm going to be like, you can Venmo me 80. <laughs> and uh, I come back. And like Jack's like, all right, we're ready. It's like half hour. Come back. And I just park in front. Now she's coming out. I'm like, oh, fuck. Great. And she's like, hey, I blew it. That was awesome what you did. And I go, thanks. She goes, I'm really sorry. And I go, it's all good. What happened with your day? She starts to cry. Now, anybody, she's not a crier. So if she starts to cry, then it's bad. So I said, hang on, hang on. Because that's like my kryptonite. So I go and park and come over. I give her a hug. I'm like, let's go for a walk around the block. So we go. She was telling me about the different things. I was like, oh, boy. I'm like, well, you know. Yeah, Jack said you were a little, oh, God, uh, let me tell you about that kid, right? <laughs> then I get to figure out what he did to throw a match out of the fire. But it was great because I got her laughing and she was cool. And we were all good and the, and the whole thing. But it's just like, uh, it was funny. Cade knows because tonight we went down. My, my uh, birthday present from Cade, or birthday present, excuse me, Christmas present was a new pair of Nikes. Okay. So we went to the outlet tonight, and I got a new pair of Jordans. Cool. And they're goddamn great. Good. I love them. And like I said to Cade, um, uh, every time I wear them, they'll be you know, yeah. from him. It's great. Because I got great stuff from Jack and, and all these different things. But there was a friend of hers that had been kind of messing with her and upset. And it got me all heated. And so when we got here tonight, I sent Cade in the house, and uh, I called her. And she's like, hey. I'm like, hey. She's like, God damn. She's like, I didn't mean to get you all fired up. She's like, I'm so sick of these goddamn people. They do this shit all the time. And she's dying. I'm like, I'm not putting up with that shit. I don't, we're goddamn done. I used to sit there, bite my tongue. They can fuck off. And she's dying. <laughs> well, I don't know if, it, ah, stop making goddamn excuses. And, she, and I can hear Jack laughing. And it's just cool. And like I said, but I said it to her. I said, man, check this out, what Dave did. And she loved it. Oh, that's she cool. loved it. I appreciate she that. She thought, no, she loved it. She goes, man, that's great. And so, yeah, she said tonight, like, hey, tell this to him, thinking about it. Oh, him. that's and cool. That's great. But yeah, but I'm just, like I said to Kate, I'm so thankful for the relationship that she and I have. Yeah, no kidding. You guys and, have a rare one. Yeah, and, I, and she and I joke, and I mean, it's one of those things. If the yeah. communication that we had today was there four years ago, we're probably yeah. still married. Yeah. But it's not, and we're fine, and I told her, I said, I will love you forever for what you gave me in my life. And I said, I really don't give a shit what anybody thinks. And she's like, oh, really? <laughs> uh, but it's great, and, yeah. and she's awesome. And, yeah, I mean, things yeah. like Thursday night would have been – we didn't really fight, but it, it could have been something that, that carried on, and it was yeah. resolved 20 minutes later. 
So yeah, it's it, good. It's good. Uh, yeah, so she's great, but yeah, pretty funny. I saw a guy on uh, TikTok last night. I was looking at different videos, and it's a Southern guy, and he says, "I'm asking my wife for a divorce," and his buddy goes, "Why? What? Did she, what happened?" Yeah, he goes, "I'll tell you that what happened is she's hanging out at bars after twelve o'clock at night, just going bar to bar every single night." Oh. And he goes, well, "What's she doing that for?" He goes, "Well, she's looking for me." <laughs> so, there's, there's always something, right? There's always oh, something that that, yeah. that goes on, and so the fact that you guys have a great relationship, especially oh, yeah. with kids involved, is even a, a bigger plus Very because we've special. all heard really bad ones. Very special, and yeah, I went through as a kid. My parents went through a terrible divorce. I didn't know my dad till I was like sixteen. Yeah, it's tough. So, and and I think about everything. That Cade, Jack, and I have done either the three of us, the two of us, or the four of us with yeah. their mom, and it's great. And tomorrow night is another one of those. And it's, you know, Dave, I just, I think I'm at a point right now, I was telling a, a friend earlier, where I'm a really big believer in celebrating wins. Yes. And one of the reasons I won't be here in two weeks is our friend, Julie Brownman. Yeah. Our friend Julie Brownman lives in Denver. And about a month back, um, I sent her a message because she was out about a year ago. And we'd gone out to Julian. Yeah, I think and she did the last show of uh, 2020 with us. Her and Katie. Yeah, right here. And I said, hey, you should come back. It's snowing in uh, Julian. She says, shit, I'd love to, but I just bought a second condo. I go, Where? She goes, Winter Park, Colorado. I didn't know anything about Winter Park. What made me laugh is, as a kid, the Vikings were owned by a guy named Max Winter, and they didn't call it Chargers Park or Vikings Park, right? It was Winter Park. And apparently Winter Park is like this cool town like Aspen. So we were talking. I'm like, well, what what are you done to celebrate? Like, well, not much yet. I'm like, kind of think I need to book a plane ticket. (laughs) Then she started laughing. I go... Kind of think I need to book a plane ticket. She's like, yeah, you do. So I'm going out because cool. she bought a condo. We celebrate That's wins, awesome. man. So we're going to go out and uh, and I'm excited. So that'll be uh, two weeks. So we'll we'll be here. Well, I'll, I don't know. Days all run into each other. Gone from the 26th yeah. through the 31st. But... That's that's the kind of thing that that I love is is celebrating wins of those people that mean the most to us, and uh, I would highly encourage you all to do it. You know what I I, I try and encourage people to do that all the time. I think a lot of yeah. things we take for granted. I think you know obviously there are things that happen that you go, man, I, maybe I should have made a bigger deal of it. I was you yeah. know what I was telling this too recently was is, it sounds like I'm name dropping our friend Nicole Eckert. Yeah, because she missed her birthday. She yeah. she missed her her fiftieth birthday. It's a big birthday. She missed her birthday. Because she was sick. She goes, I passed, missed it. I said, you got to make sure you go back and, right. and celebrate that. You know, she right. has, she has two two daughters that are great and loves her life the way your sons are to you. And I said, you know, don't miss it. Celebrate everything. Yeah. Good report cards, you name it. Our you, friend you, Lisa just everything. wrote a new book. Exactly. The book showed up yesterday. She yeah. said she sent mine out uh, yesterday. She, I wrote her a note and said, hey, I, the order's in. She goes, I've already sent it out. Yeah. I mean, she didn't, she She's didn't crazy. Around. Yeah. Um, but, but Josh Rosenberg wrote a book. And it took me two years to realize, you know, Rosie's got a book on Amazon. What am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, so buying Rosie's book was a blast. Buying Lisa's book was yeah. a blast. And doing all those kind of things. And it, it's really, really great. I, I just, I don't know. You could do whatever you want. But I, I just find, like, Dave, you'll know. When, when your friends 
hit something, when you celebrate yeah. those wins, it means a lot to them. But it just—I don't know—I feel like it comes around for all of us. Did you see? Uh, did you see that note back and forth where someone said, "This is what Dave would have done if he would have taken Nicole Eggert out on a date," and then I said, "No, nah, I would have taken her miniature golfing." Yeah. <laughs> she goes, it's "Funny you say that. I used to hang out there all the time." And I was like, I like literally just broke my heart even more. You remember how many times I was at miniature golf and my friends would goof on me? Yeah, and you go, understand you've been married for 30 years. Oh, I know. No, Rita, we had this conversation on our anniversary. She, she goes, so she goes, I'm there all the time. And I was like, I was there all the time. And my friends yeah. used to make fun of me. What would you do if Nicole Eggert walked in? Like, she never is going to walk in there. Yeah. And Rita made a comment on our anniversary. If something ever happened to me, I know you would, you would reach out to her right away. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the whole Elizabeth audience would think I would do. But yeah, she you, completely just kicked me right in the nuts with that comment. I was like, ah. Yeah, it would have been great yes. in that scenario. Yeah, that would have been nice if you ended up with Nicole Eggert. I hope Rita ended up with Carl Weathers. <laughs> Apollo Creed. It's a big, big age difference. But yeah, you're right. Apollo Creed, the goddamn champion. I know. I've heard. I've heard. There is no tomorrow. That would have been great. That damn Rita wouldn't be working 10,000 hours. Just manage. She'd be running that court with all the Carl's signed 8x10s. Him with that hat on. <laughs> that All-American hat. Watching Action Jackson over and yeah. over again. God, when he's pointing with the movie. glove on, he's got yeah. the vest on and the hat. Yeah, that's true. Damn. To Andy. Stay tough, Carl Weathers. Stay tough, Carl Weathers. <laughs> hey, what a mention our good friend Alan Taylor, Taylor May Pools. Look, the weather is great. I mean, look at oh this. Oh, my it's, God. It's January. How fantastic would it be to be in that swimming pool or that jacuzzi? Alan Taylor's the guy to make your dreams come true. Taylor May Pools, the best in the business. Ask about available financing. You can call Alan Taylor at 619 449 4452. 619 Four four nine four four five two. Yeah, I wonder how many of us look back at our weekends and go, well, I got absolutely nothing done because I laid around watching football all weekend, but the games are so good. But if you did get out and about like we did, we were out last night, Dave. It was 65 degrees out driving around last night after 8 o'clock, and you go, this is January. Yeah. And if you were out and about yesterday afternoon, though there was some rain yesterday, which was weird, but today was absolutely perfect. And that's when you should go out and take a look at that backyard and say, well, what are we doing back here? Are we making the most out of it for our own experience and ultimately for the property value? And if you're not getting the most out of it, then it's time for you to call Alan and his team and have a tailor-made pool put in. Absolutely. Dan Williams is the guy you want to talk to when it comes to your finances. Again, Dan's as great as they get. We were just talking about Dan before the show. What a great guy he is. Look, if you call Dan, he is the guy that will sit there and not only straighten you out, but give you great advice. It never feels like he's talking down to you. He wants to be your partner as far as making sure you understand how you can make your money work for you. We talk about the Bar Smart 2-Minute Tuesdays, understanding your cost of debt. He'll give you free advice right there. Just check it out on YouTube. But Dan's the guy, again, will tell you that, hey, let's get out of the rental market. Let's buy a piece of property. Let your money work for you. 858-688-6813, 858-688-6813. Dan and I are having an absolute blast because he had said at the start of the year, moving out of Detroit, he'd always been kind of a Vegas Knights fan. Yeah. And I said to him what me and my sons were doing. He goes, yeah, man, I'm thinking about doing the whole thing. And he jumped in, too, and we're having a blast. I love we're, you guys always do the Go Kings Go. We're, he, it's just so fun. And, and I'm really excited for him because he jumped in and, you know, we talked about the drive and everything else going on. But he's just, he's been so great to my family, my kids. 
My son Jack trash talks him all the time, and he's like, I've had it with that kid. And they're, uh, so he's buddies with them. But it's because of Dan's Borrow Smart, Repay Smart that I'm able to do things like King season tickets or take Cade to the game tomorrow, knowing that my car payment's still being made, that the mortgage payment's still being made, that if I had to get tires like we ran into a couple of weeks ago uh, and I want to do it on a discount tire card, I'm immediately approved for credit because Dan's program helped me rebuild uh, my credit. It can rebuild yours. And not only for buying cars or season tickets, but ultimately for buying a house. Uh, 858-688-6813. I think Dan's suffering a little bit. Got a little tetanus shot. He said he was a little little dizzy yesterday. He's a little lightheaded. So we're wishing Dan a fast You know up. why that is? Because he only rides bikes. He has no upper body strength. Pasture covered. Dude, I got, I got the booster on Thursday. No problem at all. I was like, you. Nothing happened. Nothing. Good to go with that Went day. Said, the next day did everything. We said, put those 45 plates on the bar. Let's go. <laughs> Dan was like, ah, do we have a PDLA? <laughs> Is that Betty White I'm seeing? Is that Betty White? No, Dan, you got a booster. Christ's sake. Christ's sake. Put a damp washcloth on your forehead. What a did disappointment. You him, did you see him yesterday when he tried to talk trash about the Raiders? He said yeah. to Jim Betancourt, I bet we could take some money. Or, or he said to Gavin, I bet we could take some money from those doors. Dave, Jeff, and Jim were like, are you drunk? Not mad. <laughs> but he left it up there like a legend. Yes, he did. He didn't take he did. it down. I, I always take it down because I'm embarrassed. Detroit. I do too. That was Detroit tough. I give him credit for that. He just left it up there and took his beating. But... <laughs> Yeah, whatever he got, his shingle shot or his tetanus shot. Yeah. Oh, God, if I don't see anybody else, you'll see everybody. All right. <laughs> Speaking of buying houses, Brian Curry is the guy you want to talk to when it comes to buying that house, selling that property, getting the most you can for your house. Brian's the guy. It's really important. Also, where are you going to live next? That's always the question that always seems to follow. Okay, if I sell... Where am I going? Well, Brian Curry has all those answers for you. He's the only person to talk to when it comes to real estate in San Diego because he's the best. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. Yeah, Dave, it doesn't matter where you go. There are fantastic neighborhoods in every uh, part of San Diego. It could be down here if, you're, if your life takes you a little bit further out east, southeast, like East Lake, Chula Vista, Benita. Dude, yeah. we saw some houses in Benita yeah. that were unbelievable. But up in La Mesa, where my kids are at, or up in Carlsbad, where I work, anywhere in between, uh, Brian can find the right house for you and for your family. Because as we said right now, man, it is, I don't know, there are people that tell you it's a buyer's market. There are people that absolutely will tell you it's a seller's market. Well, the one who could tell you which market works to your benefit is Brian Curry. Give him a call. Tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. And Kyle Fluger finally is the guy you want to talk to when it comes to the website. Again, here we are in 2022. It's January. Are things working right for you when you talk about your website? Are you getting the amount of business you want? Could it be better? Call Kyle. It's worth the phone call. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. Yeah, websites matter. Uh, just ordering things. And not only just using Amazon, but it really feels like everybody is going to be judged against it. And I get it when you're a trillion-dollar company and you got 99,000 employees. It's probably a little different than when it's just a family-owned business and you want to have weekends. But uh, how is your website dealing with your competitors? Are you exceeding expectations? If not, give Kyle a call and he can help you out. All right, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? We're going January 16th, okay? There are four people on here. All right. 
Two of them I like. Two of them I'm not a fan of. All right. First one is Albert Pujols. Oh, I should know this one. I'll say he's 43. 42. 42. Uh, think about this. 280 million. It says $200 million. It oh, seems like it could for, be more. His deal from the Angels was more than that. I don't know what the hell they're talking about. $200 million is what I had written down. I think yeah. you're, you're, you're right on that, though. Yeah, I thought his Angels deal was like 230 Hell, I don't know what to tell you. It was, I think it was, yeah, wasn't it closer? Yeah, yeah I think it was. And he about, made money from the, yeah, from the Cardinals. Wasn't yeah. working for free. Yeah, not working for free. <laughs> Whitey Herzog paid him. Lynn Manuel Miranda. This guy, enough of this fucking guy. This guy. I can't think of anything worse. I would admit to any crime before I'd sit there, Hamilton, and all you dipshits just buying into, what a great night. I had at the theater seeing Hamilton. Oh, God. I'd rather sit and go through Saw's entire draft history with Bill Urbanic. Lin-Manuel Miranda. And I don't know, Dave, people are like, he's a good guy. I think he's an enabler to my headache. Let's say that kid's 46. 42. 42. I think he's... Same day as Albert. I think he's $150 million. Says $90 million. Dude, he's got to be way more than that. He owns the whole thing. That thing's an absolute cash I don't know. Guy. I get the goddamn information from the yeah. same place. I think you get it from Steve Quiz. <laughs> he, Hamilton guy. Dave Scott gives me all my information. Yeah. I can see Steve Quiz as Hamilton guy. He is. Guy. He's seen it like 20 times. Uh. He drags his wife there. Him and JoJo. <laughs> all right, Sade. Sade. Not a fan. People who say, oh, she's a genius. She's fantastic. A, I can't stand genius. her music. Can't stand it. Come on. Chris Farley's a genius. <laughs> a Sade, 60. 63. Uh, $10 million. $70 million. Wow. Yeah, look Good at that. Good for her. $70 million. Oh, that's cool. And I couldn't the, tell you. Go ahead. Couldn't tell you three songs by her. You could say. <laughs> Smooth we'll Operator? Yeah, there you go. There's one. Hated that song. They're like, we'll give you $30 million. Woods, is, I think, is a huge fan. Oh. No joke. Not for that guy. I think he's driving back from Arizona with Paul singing Sade songs. He's like, come on, Paul, quiz me. Paul's like, can we just have a little quiet? It's a long drive. Paul, give me the answers now. I don't want to think about it the rest of the week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Never hear anything from the Almond Brothers on there. <laughs> All right, last one. Debbie Allen. Uh, Debbie Allen, uh, 57. Oh, 72. Is that right? Yeah. I know she's that old. Uh, she's got Norm Nixon money. She does have Norm Nixon money, but I don't know how much money Norm had because it, it's not as much as I thought. 30 million. It says $4 million. Oh, they got more than that. I don't know. She's, she's fame. She was always angry. Like Debbie Allen was always that girl. I always said, she's I'm going to be a fan of hers. Like she always seemed cool. And then she was never cool. Because she had Felicia Rashad as, as a, sister. a sister, and she always had to deal with Ahmad Rashad. A deal with jealousy? No, just those two coming over. You know those two try to control every conversation. Yeah. And Debbie and Norm just want to hang out, <laughs> have dinner. I, like, I loved Ahmad Rashad, number 28. But yeah. boy, then he got to be, what happened to him? He lost his edge. Well, they ended up getting divorced. It fell apart, they did? too. Yeah, they're divorced. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I hope they're fine. <laughs> you don't give a shit. Tight, tight. 
Ahmad made that crazy catch against the Browns. That's yeah, all I know. Yeah, it was know. great. It was. Tommy Kramer. Yes, I remember watching that. Oh, uh, it was great. It was one of those Alcola can't wait. Yeah. Uh, fantastic finishes. Yeah. He was a great player, yep. man. We loved him. Do you remember what his real name was before he changed to Ahmad Rashad? It was Bobby. Uh, Close. You got what was it? Bobby Moore. Bobby Moore. Yeah. But Ahmad Rashad's a badass name. Yeah. He was great. I loved him as it a player. It was so weird that him and Michael Jordan were best friends. Yeah. Like, I couldn't figure it out. Uh, that was but not, the thing that bothered the, me, and is I a, say that because Ahmad was an NFL guy, but he hosted every NBA show. The thing that bugged me about that was, as a kid growing up, Ahmad was the baddest dude on the planet. Yeah, and I he made catches. He showed up. He was outstanding. He would do a thing on the CBS affiliate. He was so good. Like, he was really? so far ahead of his time. I had no idea. Yep. Every Friday he was on, kind of like what Hank did with, with Ted. Yeah. And he was so good. And I just always felt like he, to Jordan, was like the sidekick role. And you're like, dude, you were, you were the man. Yeah. Like, playing the NFL, made that catch. But, Dave, there were so many other catches that probably didn't get the credit. He was such a big-time player and so beloved in that community. I don't yeah. know. I haven't been there in 30 years. But he was, I mean, so many of those guys, right? Whether it was Chuck Foreman or Jim Marshall, uh, Alan Page, Carl Eller, uh, not just Tarkenton, but but there were guys that were loved. And Ahmad Rashad was at a different level. And to see him kind of be, like I said, the sidekick always kind of bugged me because I just, I was such a fan based on his own credentials, not just that he was buddies, right? Yeah. The same thing I've said about Gail King. <laughs> There we go. Five random questions. Really okay. random questions. Have you ever been accused of selective hearing by a woman? Oh, yes. <laughs> Every guy has, right? Yes. It's because I have it. <laughs> oh, there's nothing. Is it because guys suck at listening or girls are boring? Uh, girls don't. I shouldn't say. I almost said a very general term. You almost got me busted. <laughs> I lean back in my chair just to let you talk. Yeah. Uh, not everybody, because there's guys that do it, too. There are just some people that struggle telling a story. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the entire story. Just tell us the bullet points. Get to it. If we want more details, we'll ask it. And so, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we all have. Every guy has. Yeah, but there's guys that do the same thing. A, yeah, it's true. There's a cartoon that, uh, that um, my wife sent me, and it's a picture of a guy and a girl. And the girl says, have you heard a word I've said? And the guy's response is, that's an interesting way to start a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, that is 100% Yes. Making. It's great. Uh, Perfect. Doing the best we can, okay? But I do, I, I should say, I have friends in my life that I'm so grateful for, female, yeah. that are so damn funny, and their stories are great, and they tell them so well that it it's outstanding. There and I tell them all the time. I go, man, you have the storytelling gene. You are great at it because some of them are self-deprecating. Others yeah. are just stories about how dumb guys are, and we laugh because we're guys and we get it. So no, I just it's uh, yes, I've been accused of selective hearing by many people, not just women. Have you ever broken up with a girl for not liking your music? No, I have pretty. <laughs> I'm not Mickey Dolan. I literally have done this. Literally, we, we were right before the show. We drove out to Temecula to see some friends and then drove back. Yeah. 
and it was just playing off my phone, just like Dave's playlist. Mm-hmm. And my wife completely changes the song right when it like start like three th- three song? seconds in. I don't even remember which song. And I How look, great. I look at her, and I go, "Just so you know, you'll be the second person I broke up with for not liking <laughs> my music." That again. And she just went, "Go ahead and try it." Let's see what happens. I'm like, we literally just celebrated our 30th anniversary. She, and she was so you. quick to throw me away. She had no I'm like, doubt. what happened here? I was like, why do you got to be so hurtful? Yeah. No, but I did date a girl once who I was like, this girl's fine. And she looked great and everything. Yeah. And I and I did a whole playlist of songs that I thought this is for this date. Yeah. She fucking hated every one of them. Turned it off and, and changed the station. And I just like, all right, this is the last time we ever go out. Ugh. Ever. When my buddy, uh, my buddy Trep used to manage a bunch of metal bands. So we had local metal bands that were like uh, Dirty Blonde was one, but then he managed Asphalt Ballet. We used to play Asphalt Ballet all the time on this show, Soul Survive and yeah. Tuesday Rain. So we would go to all these shows, whether we'd go up to the Whiskey down um, at Iguanas and TJ. They played all over. And man, there would be these girls that would follow these heavy metal bands around. So I'm like 22, 23. And I always tell Cheech and my buddy Boom and Tommy and Dana, I'd be like, God, oh, it's my life. Like, you probably want to date girls that like, like that band, the Jets. <laughs> I was like, what? I just thought of the Jets because they're, they're on a billboard. They're playing at like VA oh, house or something. I just laughed because that's what my buddy, I was like, I'm going to date one of these metal girls. Find me Tawny Katane. They're like, nah, <laughs> you should probably date a girl who listens to Glass Tiger. I was like, what? Damn it. <laughs> Everybody's tell you the truth. Uh, but no, I never had that situation. Never had that situation. All right, here we go. Random question. Okay. How many pillows do you sleep with? It's a great question. Uh, <laughs> there's about eight on the bed, but I... I can't, Are there really eight on the bed? Yeah, I can't get to, I can't get to three. Two is the number, but it's depending on the night. There's different ones that are there. But um, you, ever, bought, you ever check into a hotel where they give you a shitload of pillows? Yeah, and like you start knocking them on the floor while you're sleeping, it wakes yeah. you up every time. Yeah, all the you're time. like ah oh, fuck, another one fell. And you think at least for what I think in my mind, I'm a germ freak. Yeah, if that pillow touches the ground, I, that pillow never comes back Dude, up to the bed ever. No. Ever. I had the funniest dream this morning. I was at, you talk about a hotel. I was at a hotel and I'm going down an escalator. And it feels like one of those hotels like we used to be at for Radio Row. Yeah. Kind of like um, where they did uh, the Manchester Grand Hyatt. Kind of something like that. Where the escalators kind of bring you down into like a ballroom. And I'm down and there's a lady there. and We're talking, laughing, the whole thing. And I happen to look at my watch and I realize it's 1030 in the morning and you and I were supposed to be on the air at 10. And I was like, oh, I freaked out. And then I like woke up and I was all jittery. <laughs> like, I have a show. I'm nervous. <laughs> so funny. But I looked at, I wear a watch. That's hilarious. Yeah, but at 1030, yeah, it was bad. All right, here we go. So uh, what's your most important appliance? Oh, that's good. Most important appliance. Um, I don't get to use it as much, but I would say if I was still in the in the condo with with my sons and their mom, it'd be the grill. That's that. Can that, I count the grill as an? You appliance? can. Would you take the grill over the washing machine? Oh yeah, washing machine's very good. 
washing. You don't machine. get your own board. We're just sitting in a tub. Oh my god! Washing your clothes. You're right. Yeah, washing machines very important. <laughs> very important. Yeah. What would you pick? I, I was saying microwave because I don't cook. Because I I just half acid. I, I basically I just really quick. I always have that attitude. If it takes longer to cook than to eat, it's not worth it. Yeah. That's because you know Rita cooks, but at the same time I've I've never run a goddamn grill. I've never made uh, anything on the grill in my life. We got grill. We'll bring stuff down. And we'll, you say that all the time. I've never never done it. All right. We'll. I don't go. even know if I have a propane tank that works right now. All right. Well, make sure you have a propane. We'll figure out something. We'll run that grill. Is Josh still here? Or did he go? No, back? he's gone. He's in Nashville. All right. Snowing like crazy. I saw that. All right. Yeah. yeah we'll run that grill this year. All right. Last question: Are you more of a bath guy or a shower guy? I uh, don't can't tell you the last time I had a bath. I was probably six. Uh, I'm the same boat. I would say shower. All right. Out of all of our friends, who's a bath guy? Uh, oh, uh, this would be easy. Costa. Easy. Uh, Woods. Woods. Walchef. I don't know if Walchef is a bath guy. He has two little kids. He's hard to be a bath guy. Well, uh, Woods is a bath guy, and he has little kids. Yeah, for sure. Bobby Wooldridge? Yeah, Wooldridge is a bath guy. Wooldridge uh, is so small, he probably bathes in the sink. <laughs> Inappropriate. <laughs> Not fair. Hey, uh, so one one quick dig, and yeah. then we're done. So the Chiefs win tonight. Yeah. There are a bunch of NFL job interviews going on, and we'll see what happens between now and Wednesday night when we're back down here. Yeah. But I'm really, really interested. I mean, you're hearing all these stories about Mike Zimmer, what happened with the Vikings. What will happen with Rich Bisaccia? Will the Raiders keep him, right? We've seen Brian Flores uh, out. Now, Brian Flores will get a few interviews. Yeah. But they mentioned today that there's eight potential openings, and Eric Bieniemy is scheduled for one interview, Dave. Where's that at? Uh, I think Chicago. Oh, wow. Now, it's funny because he hasn't been talked about. I said be enemy to Denver. Yeah, you did. I said be enemy to the Raiders. Yeah, and so that hasn't happened yet. But so today it got out, right, because Doug Peterson's interviewing all over town. Nathaniel Hackett's had like four interviews. Uh, right, the, the guy from the Bills has had a bunch. So all these guys, Brian Flores will meet with some teams. Um, the offensive coordinator from the Cowboys, I don't know what his value's like after tonight, but Kellen Moore yep. will interview. There was talk that maybe the Cowboys fire Mike McCarthy if they're disappointed yeah. uh, with the way the season ended, even before the way that game ended today, and that maybe Jerry just pulls the trigger on promoting Kellen Moore. Can you imagine that? Jason Garrett got every chance in the world. Yeah, and McCarthy could be out. So all these different things, but it said... Tonight, uh, text your brother that right now. Text your brother that right there. Screenshot that. Uh, I'll go back for it. Yeah, it said Timberwolves send Warriors packing. I just want to make sure he sees that little shit before he goes to bed. <laughs> um, um, but the one thing that Eric Bien-Ami, uh is only has one. And so I saw people today saying, well, you know, maybe it's the, the Andy <clears throat> Reid um, coaching tree, right? And hey, maybe Matt Nagy works against him. And that kind of stuff makes me insane. Yeah. So I sent a screenshot of that to Trotter. And I go, hey, I'm just asking. This is crazy, right? Like we're just, we're ignoring the elephant in the room. And Jim said, yeah, Doug Peterson was offensive coordinator for Andy Reid. Nobody said anything about that. Yep. When I won a Super Bowl, he's getting a lot of yep. opportunities. I just, I, I think it's, Really, really frustrating, Dave. 
that if uh, enemy doesn't get more interviews after the continued success that he's had. Yeah. And, and I said to him, I said to Jim tonight, I said, well, I can't ever remember a situation where somebody said, well, you know, so-and-so didn't work out very well, so we're not going to interview Dave and Jeff. Anything we were lucky enough to do, and I would think 95% of you in this audience, any role you were able to do was based specifically on your credentials and what your hiring manager thought of you. It had nothing to do with somebody that might have had your current job before you. And I just, I find it insanely disappointing and insanely frustrating. Yeah. I, I don't mind if Rich Bisaccia keeps the Raider job. I mean, considering everything that team went through. Um, but the Vikes should absolutely talk to Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, they should. They should. For me, as a, as a Raider fan, I would like to see, in order, my, my three guys would be Harbaugh one. Yeah. Just because Harbaugh in the NFL has actually a better winning but percentage than Belichick. But I'm worried that he's going to want all personnel moves, Dave. You know what? They need someone else besides Mike Mayock. I'm not saying he, he can do both. True. Because people that do both usually don't do them well. But for me, Harbaugh has proven he can coach at the NFL level and do very well. I also like Brian Flores a lot. Yep. For him to turn the Dolphins around after they traded all those guys, Minka Fitzpatrick and, and Larry Tunsil, and to sit there and win the way they were winning. I would take him. Especially. Did he have a falling out with Tua? He had a falling out with Tua. Yeah, he did. And the GM, and, right? And and the general manager. And he kept firing coaches. And so the owner's like, dude, you keep firing coaches and I'm keep paying. I right. got to pay these guys when you keep firing yeah. these guys. You bring them in and then you fire them. I'm yeah. still paying these assholes. Yeah. And so they had three big things against him. Um, and then the, the, then the last one would be Eric Bieniemy. What about Bisaccia? I, I, honestly, man, I would I would get rid of him. I, I, he wouldn't really? be he wouldn't be my guy. I think you almost need because of the connection with John Gruden and everything went bad. You kind of need a fresh start. I think Basachi was great, but it kind of reminds me of Coach O at USC. Yeah, where there was a lot of momentum and the players loved him and this and that. The, the to me that the organization needs an identity and yeah. you need a big time identity. And I don't think Gruden was the right guy either. But then no. you had a chance to get rid of him. You didn't have to pay the hundred million dollars. And if you get a chance to bring in a guy like Harbaugh who who has a better winning percentage than Belichick, that's saying a lot. Yeah, what I agree with you, Mike Mayak 100% would be out because, sorry. Yeah. I mean, the drafts. You fucked up a lot of them. A lot of them. I mean, we, we saw what happened with Leatherwood last night. Yeah. And it was just getting smacked around. Dude, I told the, you that. I watch every Alabama game. I told yeah. you Leatherwood's not the guy. Right, but then you go, yeah. and then he goes. Well, I drafted Josh Jacobs. I drafted Max Crosby. Right. I mean, there's other guys that you look Ceiling at. Ceiling Farrell, whatever. Uh, third fourth, overall pick or a fourth overall pick from Clemson awful. doesn't even start. No, way too many. And so, D defensive back from Ohio State, Rugs, all those guys went to shit. Yeah. So you you'd have to look at it, and the final part on this, we could talk more about the Raiders on Wednesday, but. This idea that Derek Carr is going to have a big... Derek, I tell Derek Carr, shut your mouth. Yeah, shut your fucking mouth. Okay, your decision-making yesterday, your passes, I don't know what you were trying to do. He had a defensive end in the helmet when, the, when Waller is wide open. Dave, he was all over the place. He's trying, to, he's trying to think he's Brett Favre throwing the ball at 200 miles an hour, and he's overthrowing guys and misthrowing guys. I mean, yeah, Carr's not... You're not, uh, you're not Aaron Rodgers. No. Relax. And if you get your feelings hurt, you want to move on. See you later. Go get some. I mean, not that Mariota is the guy, but there are times I think a lot of people looked when Mariota was under center. And yeah. goes, right. Carr There's a, a lot of talk. Aaron Rodgers would be a Raider. You know, he's a free agent. I got it. But how many years are you going to get out of Aaron yeah. Rodgers? You know what? I would take whatever Aaron has left 
just for the fact that for Aaron's two years, that, I would take the two years of Aaron. Look at Tom Brady. Yeah, got they won a Super Bowl right away with the Buccaneers. Yeah, I, I don't know, think Aaron ends up with the Raiders. I think honestly, I feel Aaron goes to either the Browns or the Steelers is my guess, or it stays with the Green Bay. But uh, we'll we'll talk more about it on Wednesday. Would you like to have Aaron with the Raiders? Yeah, I I would take Aaron over Derek Carr because to me that game. And, and listen, the whole whistle thing and all of that, I got it. Bullshit. But yeah, I mean, it's terrible. But it, to me, it wasn't the difference in that game. They there was they were dominated in the first yeah. half of that game. And the fact that they were close uh, was great. Yeah. And then they, were, they had opportunities in the second half, and it was incredibly frustrating. So uh, not a Gus Bradley fan. Greg Olson, not a fan of Basaccia. I mean, I don't know who's out there that you can go find, but if it's the enemy or are you looking at, I just think on teams like that, um, I don't know. It, I, I would like to see two separate guys. One guy running the front office. I agree. One guy is the head coach. Make sure they're on the same page. I mean, shit, man. Honestly, watching the Vikes, Rick Spielman wasn't bad. He, he made some mistakes, but he had a lot of strong drafts and did things. And if the Raiders went out and got Rick Spielman, and then Rick Spielman brought the enemy in uh, or somebody like that, that would be I'd pretty be fine fun. I'd be fine with that. I'd be yeah, fine right? with that. I'd take those Viking draft over the Raiders drafts for sure. Yeah, anytime. All right, uh, everybody have a good night, Dave. Uh, All right, have fun, man. That's exciting tomorrow. Yeah, we'll talk about it on Wednesday. Okay. See you. Back to the door, I laughed so hard I-